0: Good morning You'll take your Bibles. Let's look at a pass of Scripture and let's have fun together today. Can we do that? That's great. I'm glad to know that you're so excited Deuteronomy in the Old Testament chapter 6 What in the world was that? Deuteronomy chapter 6, um You know, I I humbly stand before you today, matter of fact, I brought out the big Bible, you know. You're in trouble when the big one comes out. Um, I stand before you humbly today saying that it's going to be a neat time trusting God for what He's going to do today. I sort of think where I know where I want to go, but I've sort of left that up to Him and it's going to be dependent on how honest you want to be, is that okay? So. Um, but I want to read this passage scripture to you because I, I think it's really important. If Moses said it and he directed it to the people of Israel before they entered the promised land, I think it's, it holds some, some very important information for us, Kay, that we might want to take a look at it. Because not only is it a word for the people of Israel, this is a word for us at Heritage today. Um, see, because what had happened, there was a group of people that had wandered in the desert for what should have taken a few days ended up taking 40 years. Forty years they wandered around and a generation of people died off as a result of their unfaithfulness and their disobedience to God. God had brought them out of, (laughs) get a load of this, God had rescued them from bondage, yet they continued to live in bondage. Are you with me? How many of us have God rescued, yet we continue to live, and we don't experience the blessings because we lack obedience? I want to look at this passage of Scripture today because we're going to have a town hall meeting about legacy living. And in our discussion today, we're going to ask a question about, really, um, is legacy living really that important to us or is just knowing about God the important thing? Is doing church important or is being the church and extending the church really important to us? But here you got Moses that is set aside. He has summoned all the people. He's called them together and he's given them these words and he starts out by talking about the greatness of who God is and he celebrates the the wonderful things that God had done in their past. He goes back and he celebrates the stories of God. He talks about that. Now he comes to a place where he talks about the importance of God's Word. And and listen, there's a lot of things that we're going to talk about today, but this is what I want to say to you. God's Word is extremely important to His people. Somebody had asked me the question earlier, a new believer. They said, I've been really trying to hear God's, God's voice, but I can't hear God's voice. I said, oh, let's sit down and talk about this one. Because I think you hear it, you just, don't know what you're, you, you just don't really know what you're listening for. And as we begin to talk, he goes, man, I heard that this week. And he said, that's God's voice. I said, that's the Holy Spirit speaking in you. And his eyes got really big. But listen, to obey God, you've got to listen. Sometimes a senior adult lady I talked to last night that loves the Lord deeply, she said, Sidney, so many times we can't hear God's voice because we won't shut up long enough to hear Him. We're too busy telling Him what we want to tell Him. So my prayer is today as we listen, God's going to speak something into you that you're going to go, wow. My, pr- my prayer today is that as we read and as we discuss this topic together, that there's something that God's going to grab a hold of us to go that says, I've got a responsibility. So let's go back and let's just read this passage in Deuteronomy chapter 6. And then we're going we're to have a town hall meeting. And I'm going to ask you some questions. And some of you what will, what, will, what will be the success of today is when we walk out of here and we grasp that we're not just called to, to attend church or even to learn Bible verses, but God's given us a specific responsibility of leaving a legacy of faith and that our children are extremely important. Deuteronomy chapter 6, and this is what Moses declares to the people. He said, these are the commands and decrees and regulations that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you. You must obey them in the land that you are about to enter and occupy. And you and your children and grandchildren must fear the Lord your God as long as you live. Grandparents, don't ever think that your job is done. Don't ever think that just because, don't think your job is done. He goes on to say, Um, If you obey all his decrees and commands, you will enjoy a long life. Listen closely, Israel. Listen closely, Heritage. And be careful to obey. Then all will go well with you, and you will have many children in the land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Listen, O Israel. Listen, Heritage. The Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. And remember, In the context of that, you must love the Lord God with the totality of who you are, of all of your being. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands. The ones that I'm giving you today, repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road and when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Tie them on your hands and wear them around your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorpost of your house. And on your gates, would you pray with me today, Lord? This this is uh, just a humbling time as a shepherd, as a uh, as as a as a part of this family to stand before them and to speak what 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 you're asking today, humbly, because I know that I'm myself am weak. I know that I how dependent I am on you and. How much I need the Holy Spirit um, humbling because I know that as a father and as a husband there are many times that I've made mistakes and I fail humbling because Lord I, I know that it's only through you only through you I'm completely dependent on you and we as parents and grandparents and and believers are dependent on the Holy Spirit to speak and to, and to leave and to and to, and to demonstrate grace I'm praying that in our time together day, today, Lord, there will be moments of silence when we will be listening and listening for your voice. That as a, a body of believers, as we reflect and look back, that we will re- remind ourselves of, of really why we were began the importance of, of, of raising children of faith. But, but that, takes, um, that takes grace, but it also takes us being at a place in our relationship with you that, Lord, we're able to pass that on. So, Father, would you be very present in this place today? Would the Holy Spirit be very active? And would you speak to our hearts? And when we leave here today, that we would have a, uh, we would realize the responsibility that we have, what you've called us to do and how you've you've called us to live. Because we're going to have to make a choice between life and death. What choice will we make? So would you be with us in the midst of our discussions today, Father, as your people talk and as we listen? In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. I want to share a statement with you that John Maxwell preached, um, that he he spoke. this This is a statement, and this is what Maxwell said. If you are successful, it becomes possible to leave an inheritance for others, okay? If you're successful, it's possible for you to leave an inheritance for others, But if you desire to create a legacy, then you need to leave something in others. When we unselfishly invest in others, we gain the opportunity to create a legacy that will outlive ourselves. Let me ask you a question today. When you think about and you hear the words, leave a legacy, legacy living, what comes to mind When you hear the words "legacy living," living a legacy, leaving a legacy, what comes to mind? Remembrance, impact, impact? Living, for living for God. What'd you say? Everlasting, Sheree. hmm Passing down of values and morals. What else? When you hear the words legacy of faith, living a legacy, what comes to mind? What? Kids? Grandchildren? Jack, what comes to mind? Leaving a legacy. A mark that will never be A mark that will never be forgotten. I love this statement. This is what a person said, and I don't know who the author was, or I would give credit. I would rather my descendants have greater abilities and greater knowledge of the love of Christ than I do, much like standing on someone's shoulders in order to get a clear view of the valley. (laughs) Let me say that again. I would rather my descendants have greater abilities and greater knowledge of the love of Christ than I do, much like standing on one's shoulders in order to get a clearer view of the valley. See, when we started Heritage, one of the things that we said that was important, what we said was important was children leaving a legacy of faith. We said that we wanted and desired to create environments where people were growing spiritually, sharing life, and serving others. But not just create those environments where people were growing spiritually, sharing life, and serving others, but to create those environments that we were passing that even down to our children. Not just coming to church on Sunday mornings, but a group of people who were living in obedience to God and His Word, trying to follow Him under God's grace, so that we would be a light in the community in which we lived. Do you think about that? I mean, when you you leave church on Sunday mornings and you've heard or you've seen or you've experienced, when you go home, do you ever think about Christ being the center of your home? That in the 24 hours a day that you have outside of church, do you ever think about what it's like, the responsibility that you have, not just to teach them the word, which is important, but the responsibility that we have to live out that word before them? You know, I put something on Facebook this past week, and, and let's talk about the components of what it's like to, to raise a children of faith, to raise disciples, to raise people children who love the Lord what do you think are some of the components that are needed outside of understanding of God's grace because let me say this right here you can be a perfect parent and have children who live in rebellion towards God so let me just say that all front. if <clears throat> because if if what was it that God the father did that was so bad that Adam and Eve would rebel against him so you can, you can do everything, but it's under God's grace and under the un- umbrella. But let's talk briefly about some of the components just from your perspective. And I'm listening for those of us that may be seasoned in their faith. What are some components that you feel are really important in raising children that love Jesus? What do you think? Example? Example? I heard it a thousand times. Thousand times I've heard it as I've talked to and I'm not being I'm being I'm not being funny I'm being as I've talked to people example 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 has come up. What else? Patience What else? Prayer Stability Sean you look awful nice today, by the way. just want to tell you that What else real love unconditional love Who Intentionally surrounding yourself with like-minded people, that's right, partnership, that, I've, that, I've, that I know that I need Conrad, that I know that I need Becky, that I know that I need you know, Rick or Karen, or I, I need you know, whoever surrounding me to help me in this journey of faith, because raising children of faith is difficult, it's hard, and there are going to be some times I'm ready to, you know, I'm ready to quit. What are some other components? Time? Oh, time. Watch this video. See, I knew somebody would say that. Watch this video clip. Like, like right now.
1: (laughs) Time is precious. Our kids grow up so fast and we want to give them so much along the way. So we do our best to give them education, experiences, values, and ourselves. But along the way, life can get so distracting. In our busyness, we miss opportunities right in front of us. But God cares too much for our families to let these moments go. God loves our families and our kids enough to help us rewrite priorities, minutes, lives, eternity. So while life has its distractions, it also has its opportunities. Capture those moments and engage, experience, thrive. Family is beautiful. Focus on the family. Helping families thrive.
0: What, what are some of the distractions that, that hinder us raising children of faith? Computers, phone. If you ask my kids, they'll say, Dad, would you please get off the phone? Dad, will you please put the computer away? See, listen, I live in a real world, people real world real issues (laughs) sounds like a commercial doesn't it (laughs) what are some of the other distractions in raising children of faith tv TV? work Work? daily stuff stuff? well lack of trust and feeling like everything is on our shoulders that we're the ones responsible there's a major part of god's grace that's involved in that What are some other distractions? What did, what did they say? Who? Oh, the Super Bowl? Yeah. Amen. Super Bowl can also be an opportunity now, I'm telling you. Depends on how you look at it. <clears throat> um, somebody.
1: our lack of example
0: you know I think most seasoned believers would say this there are some things now that matter that used to not matter there are paradigm shifts that happen as we grow older Tom's like shaking his head things that we used to think were really important we come to find out the older we get they're only temporary Anything else about distractions? What about lack of intentionality? I mean, how, how many of us are really striving to put Jesus at the center of our homes? And if you're doing that, how, how are you going about that? Because you are the primary, you, it's your primary responsibility to, to raise the next generation. That's not the churches. That's, that is not... That is not the church's responsibility. We, we, we partner together. And listen, I don't understand if you understand how much effort comes in from this side to partner with you, to create those environments, to share life, to serve, so that we can walk alongside of you. But how many of us aren't, aren't involved in that partnership? I mean, on Sunday mornings, there'll be 100 plus children, fifth grade and below, that are over in our environments that are learning God's Word, and every day when they leave, they're living. They're they're leaving with something in their hands. There's a resource to help you partner to raise children of faith. We've done that because up front we said this was important, but how many of us are taking the time to say, man, this is important. I'm so thankful for the resources that I have and are utilizing those resources, whether it's on the city or whether it's on the parent queue or whether it's on the, you know, the God time cards or whatever it may be, how many of us are taking taking up and utilizing those to train our children in the ways of faith? But it's not our responsibility. I was speaking, I've, I've been speaking to many people, especially those that were seasoned in the faith, and I was talking to somebody the other day just about, and I've talked to many of them, about raising children of faith and you know they grew up going to church and and what about your children are your children living for the Lord and what about your grandchildren are your grandchildren living for the Lord and how many of them I talked to said no no because I carried them to church raising them to be disciples and followers of Jesus wasn't what I was told it was my responsibility But I carried them to church. I thought I was doing right. And if I would only have known at that time. If I would have only have known. Um, If you go back and you look at what Moses said, he started out by talking about, in Deuteronomy, reminding the people, the Lord, your God, is one. That he is great, and he is awesome, and he is mighty. And one of the senior adults that I talked to this past week, he said, I wish I would have spent more time celebrating God's faithfulness and the things that he had done. He said, if there was one thing that I could go back and do in my home, he said, I wish I could recount the stories, and I wish that I was written down the stories to share with my kids all the great things that God had done. Time after time after time, God provided. And time after time after time, God protected. And time after time after time, God... Um, he, he saved, or, or time after time God provided, or time after time he answered prayer after prayer after prayer. And he said, I wish I would have written those down and, and been more active in sharing about the greatness of who God was. And that's what, that's what Moses did early on Is he summoned the people. He said, first of all, people, I want to remind you of the greatness of God. And he went back and he recounted the story about being rescued, about God's provision, about the, all of that. He recounted that before he ever got into God's Word. That's one of the reasons next week we're going to celebrate. It's been a year. Next week will be a year that we've entered into this, this place that God has blessed us with. And we're going to celebrate next week. There's going to be a time of multiple baptisms and services. And we're going to, man, we're going to go back and I'm going to ask you, what are the great stories, the things of God that have happened in your life over this past year? We're going to talk about that because it's important. Not just coming in on a Sunday morning and somebody tells you all the theological things that they've learned this week so that you can leave out and go, I don't know, what in the world was he talking about? Man, listen, we've got a responsibility and an opportunity to raise the next generation of faith believers. That was why Heritage was begun. And what are we doing with that? Some people say, well, it's not my responsibility. I've already raised my children. I beg your pardon. In the family, we all have got responsibilities. Grandparents, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, I don't care who you are. Man, we work together as a family. Uh And in the midst of that, man, I, I want to go back and look. You know, the old mentor of the younger. There's things that you've learned along the journey of faith that are so important. There's some patience that you learn in your later years that you may not have had in your younger years. Maybe you've lost some patience in your years. But partnership... Raising the next generation, does that even enter into your thoughts? Are you so busy and the only thing that you can see is another thing to do on Sunday morning or another small group? Sharice, come here for a second. Let me talk to you. Let's talk. Alan, I'm leaving you out. There's no sense in fighting with you. and I know Sharice will talk. Yeah. Let's talk for a second. You and I talked the other day um how important is raising children of faith to you and, and Alan Sorry that's okay.
2: It's really important um, for us. both of us were raised you know in a Christian home um, I think for me though I'm starting to realize that yes I was raised in a Christian home but I do we all obviously as parents are not perfect but mm-hmm. I do I don't remember my parents showing me, like, what does that mean? After you ask Jesus into your heart, what does that mean? Like, do you just ask Jesus into your heart, and then that's it? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, like, recently I was, um, I mean, I, know I was probably with small group that helps. Like, we talk a lot about stuff like this. But recently I was um, thinking about it, and I was wondering, what am I doing to help Trace? Because out of all three of our kids, he's the only one that has taken that step. hmm um, we've talked about it obviously with the other two, but they're not ready. but mm-hmm. for him, it, I was wanting more for him for like what what is it that he's you know, what am I doing to help him to grow to love Jesus? And we talk about, obviously, we talk about it, you know, like in the in Deuteronomy, you know, we do talk about it when we sit. we always you know, we try to always have dinner together as a family. we talk about um, You know Mm -hmm. um, just everyday things we pray with them we when situations come up we talk about it Um, they have Bible verses on their walls in their room um, with Jade You've,
0: you've tried to create that home environment where God's Word is extremely important
2: right but more so I was just recently thinking about this what how am I encouraging Trace to get into the word Mm-hmm. He, you know, with him being eight years old, I've, he knows how to read. <laughs> so what am I doing to help him to want to get into the Bible and read more? And, um, I don't know. I just really, it really hit me. Like, I'm not encouraging him. Like I encourage him to read a lot, but it's not always the Bible.
0: There's a, y- yeah, there's that time that we, we tell them all these things. We want them to know certain, you know, we do not steal, do not lie. You know, we tell them all these things. But there's that time where you're wanting the Holy Spirit to begin to, right. to be at work in their lives. And so, so in the midst of this thinking about those things, what's been going on?
2: So I realized that I had been doing some of the God, God time cards, which I see you have right here, mm-hmm. um, that they get every week, and I kind of had been doing it with the kids. But I looked at it and I was like, Trace can do this all by himself. <laughs> I don't need to help him with this because it's reading a verse and then it has like an activity and then it has like an area of what, you know, what to pray for. And so that's, I've encouraged him, you know, during the week to do that and to take that time and read on his own. And there's times that I have to help him, you know, understand what they're talking about. And then we talk about it and, you know, pray about it. And it's been really neat to see him.
0: Mm. That's really good. You know, I was, Brian and I were talking the other day. There comes that time in our relationship with our kids. We tell them what to do, tell them what to do, tell them what to do. And then one day there's something that happens in them. If you've got those kids that are that age, you know what I'm talking about. There comes that time when everything that you've told them, all of a sudden certain things begin to happen and they begin to question. And, and there's this thing, that, this monster that's all of a sudden, where in the world did that come from? you know and it's like the, just in our relationship with God we have to place ourselves underneath and humble ourselves before the Lord and and listen and hear his voice our children have to do that same thing with us to humble themselves in respect and submission and listen because that's a picture of us God that I'm willing to trust you you mean I'm willing to, to to place my faith in you, and and that I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm going to do it intentionally. I'm going to let you have that, and that same thing happens in our in our in our own relationship with our children. That I'm gonna, I'm gonna hear what you're saying, but I'm gonna place myself underneath, and and there's that thing that happens. And so what you're doing is really great, and it's it's very intentional. You know, in the midst of that conversation, what are some of the distractions that you guys have? Have you ever been talking about God's Word and and all of a sudden, who are you laughing at?
2: When we were talking, you told me what happens at your house.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) So you felt really good, didn't
2: you? I just, it it made me realize that we all have, you know, um, just, I don't know, I haven't gotten with Jade hasn't gotten the attitude, really, with me yet about wanting to sit down and read, like, as it, as Anna did with you the other night. Yeah. But it made me think about how, like, that's true. Like, you know, you sit down, and th- they don't want to be doing that sometimes. And it's just like, really? Are we done yet? <laughs> and it made me laugh. But, I mean, it's the same with us. You know, something happens. Um, somebody makes a funny noise, or... Somebody's making faces, you know, across the room or whatever. Yeah, stuff like that happens.
0: And, and you know, it's it's so funny because our journey is a our journey in faith is a journey, um, and there are going to be times when our kids go, <laughs> uh, "Can you hurry up, please?" Or somebody makes a funny noise, like, and finally you go, "Everybody, go to their rooms. I've had enough of this. <laughs> We're not talking about Jesus tonight. You guys' attitude are just not there." <clears throat> But how do you intentionally stick with it? Because it's not what we tell them that's what's most important, but what we demonstrate.
2: Right, and that's what Alan and I were talking about, how, how he shows his love to me, how Alan shows his love to me, and how I show love to him in front of the kids all the time. And I'm not saying that we're perfect because we are not. But I do think that our kids see that, see you know us being an example, and then... Um, seeing us reading the bible you know on our own looking at something reading you know looking up something um praying without them i mean, praying over you know on the side or whatever
0: you said something about about group a while ago what is it what is the benefit of having groups of people surrounding you that are encouraging you in this journey of raising children of faith
2: well i feel like our group is really like-minded in a lot of ways Um, I feel like I've learned, even just from some of the people in the group, just how to be more intentional with my own family. Mm -hmm. Um, Brooke is really good at using that word, just being intentional, like really, but what does that mean to be intentional? But that, I mean, to really make it a point, Mm -hmm. you know, to um, show your children how to read the Bible or show them how to pray, and it's not having all these great words or anything but just talking to Jesus and that's one thing that you know we've encouraged our kids is just it's like as if he's right he is right here so just talk to him just like you would talk to us you know Mm -hmm.
0: you said something about the resources that the God time cards or parent cues Sharon won't you come up here and join us for a second because I think it would be good Um, because as partners in 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 this journey of raising children of faith um, we want to be able to provide some resources that are very helpful because a lot of times we don't really know what to do or which direction to go so this is a resource that can help us um here let's let Sharon hold this right here for a second Sharon we've we've got you timed you only have so much time
3: okay good to know so so
0: resources responsibilities the privilege of being able to raise children of faith how important is it to us
3: it's everything. It's, it's you know, God created two things to spread his word and to tell his story to the next generation, the church and the family. So it, it's the family, though, who has the main, that main job to nurture the, their kids. Our job as a church is to partner, like you said earlier. And so I, we take that very, very seriously. And the word intentional is what we... I mean, every single minute that they're here, we want to be intentional um, and plant those seeds so that the re- we can give then we can give resources to parents that can take that seed and water it all week long. Like this month, we're talking about faith. How important is that to teach them? Have this opportunity to tell our kids what faith looks like. You know, we're even going to send these little cubes home for our elementary kids so that the parents can play this uh, play a play game, um, maybe over the dinner table um, at the dinner table to to just. Talk about what faith is. And we have God time cards for every age, even our youth. Just and they're not it, but they're something that can maybe help you to just start those conversations because we know it's all about relationship and engaging your kids and every every opportunity. Bedtime, the time that you have with them, bedtime, dinner time. Um, Wait time, drive time. I remember. Oh, those were precious times for my kids when we were in the car. For some reason, kids just talk in the car. They're willing to just say things in the car that they're not willing to say maybe face to face. So, and just have things that you can use for those teachable, priceless moments.
0: You know, that's funny, Sharon. I remember. I remember the first time that Abby began asking us in in the midst of conversations about about. Going to heaven and having a relationship with Jesus. I remember where we were. We were going past Lake Sumter College. Mm-hmm. I still remember where we were driving. In the car. Yeah, we were in the car, and and she was in the back, and Meredith and I were looking at each other, as we're having this conversation. But there's a the Parent Q is a great resource for those. Yes, that and then have, we have
3: an app. There's a Parent queue app that um is two dollars a ninety nine a year that you can use. they are wonderful things like if you want your you know kids are attracted to electronics right and they and so it's very engaging for them an opportunity for them to really uh, for you to use hang time bedtime all those times when they can actually have an app that's going to nurture their faith rather than damage it (laughs) Um, and see they they can watch videos Um, it's just a a wonderful resource for them another opportunity that we have as a faith family um, if you're not if you're not a parent But you just want to, and you know that maybe you're being called to invest in our kids, our family, is to, you know, Sunday morning is to have those other adults. It's so important to have those other adults, to build that community of people who, like like Melvin said, are like-minded, have that faith that you know you can trust with your kids. And that they can be those people that, you know, your kids can also see the example in of Jesus. Not the perfect example, but the example of a redeemed and restored and um, loved person. And um, so if they can have that opportunity to have some of you on Sunday morning that can invest in them and show them who Jesus is. And have that, build that relationship with them on a week-to-week basis. It is priceless.
0: It's an investment. It's an investment. It's an investment that eternal, there, that there is there investment. is a return. Um, what do you want to say to parents in reference to the resources that that we provide to to partner and to help them? What what is it? What's the one thing that you want to say to parents? And then Sharice, I want you to respond to, to Sharon about the importance of that resource because we talked a little bit about that.
3: I think it's just realize that you think these times are, are going to go on and on and on. But it's a, such a window of opportunity that God has given you as parents to nurture the faith of his kids. It's a gift. He's given you a gift, and he's also given you a huge responsibility. You're it. The church is not it. I mean, we're we're part, but we're not it. You guys are it. And to, to nothing's more important. I'm talking as a principal. School's not even as important. Nothing is as important as nurturing your kid's faith, and using every single minute. And that's why we want to help. And that's what these resources do—just to help, a support to you. You may have other ways. This storybook Bible is an absolute fabulous way to just tell every night. Traditions Create those traditions and those rhythms in your home where that's what we do. That's who we are. We live, we're living by faith, um, but not a perfect faith. I mean, not a perfect person, but a person who's just working it out with Jesus.
0: Mm-hmm. Still on the journey. Sharice, what do you want to say to Sharon in reference to the resources and how important they are and how they help you guys?
2: Well, I think that they, like I said, I we've been getting those for a while Mm -hmm. and sometimes you know I would look at them and we would talk about them but then sometimes it would be not quite as often and recently is when I realized that um, then I really needed to to pay more attention to it and really make my kids pay more attention to it too (laughs) Um, and just so for me it has been a great resource because it's um, I didn't have to go out and buy anything And sometimes when I go out and buy something, it doesn't really, it's not a really a, I don't know, a great resource that I, I mean, some of the resources are (laughs) for different people. And this one is just a a good one for our family. Um, It's pretty simple, self-explanatory. Trace can do it on his own. Jade will, I mean, she's starting to read, so she'll be doing it on her own soon. this was a great, uh, this was talked about in our small group, this Bible. And I real quickly, you know, went out and bought it and absolutely love it. We've already gone through it at least once. It, and, and But they always go to their favorite stories now. <laughs> so, But it's, it's awesome because it, it always goes back to Jesus, and I love that.
0: And it comes back to the in, the in, the intentionality, mm-hmm. listening to the Holy Spirit. And if you get distracted, we've talked about this. Go before the Lord and ask for forgiveness, and get back on track. That's the thing. I mean, if, if you get distracted and you and something happens, ask the Lord God. I get back on track.
2: Well, and I think that for us, that's really really been the my struggle is that we have so much going on because we. Are involved in a lot of things, which sometimes I think is good, but then sometimes I think that can get in the way. And I always want to make it, you know, intentional Mm -hmm. um, about talking about Jesus with the kids. And even, I think, even for Alan, like we've talked about the fact that it even pours out into the areas that we do go, basketball and baseball, Mm -hmm. and even with our kids, like even with Trace being a a good example for the Mm -hmm. boys and talking to them and encouraging them, even with just saying, you know, great job. As you go,
0: as you go, as you go. And and
3: even with babies, you
0: know,
3: I mean, you can never even, uh, I mean, start out, as soon as you have them in your home, you know, there's nothing that you can um, underestimate ever any minute that you have and you just to just to tell them that Jesus loves you to hear let them say that over and over again, and that's what these you know the, the parent cues even tell you know parents of babies and preschoolers exactly what to how to pour into them those words of intentionality and of who God is, because God is using you you in in His ways if He has pointed you as the person that's going to teach your kids about Him and impress in their hearts who God is and give them a heart for God.
0: So we do that through celebrating, through telling the stories. We do it through God's Word, which is so important to us, which Moses thought it was so important that he declared it many times.
3: Because if you don't have it, you can't give it.
0: That's exactly right. Well, and if you can't have it, you know, the Holy Spirit speaks, mm-hmm. and he that's exactly right, and he pours it in there. Um, but there's also that commitment time, that we need to be committed to it, intentionally committed to it, understanding the partnership and the roles that we have of carrying on, um, I want to leave that here, and I want to I want to go talk to somebody else that's in the audience. Um, thank you, ladies. And as as we get ready to close up, I had I was I was talking to uh, to Sandra, Aunt Sandra, this past week, and uh, Aunt Sandra, you want to where's Aunt Sandra at? She in here? Come here. Come talk to me for a second. Can you do that? <clears throat> Aunt Sandra was in education for, for uh, over fifty years, and she now invests her life on Sunday mornings in the life of kids, and she loves it. She loves it. I want to talk to you. Me and you. Don't think anybody else yeah. is here. Because I want to ask you the question, what's at stake? But I want to, you were raised in a Christian home. Is that right? Yes. Raised? Go ahead. Yes.
4: I was raised in a Christian home. <clears throat> I had wonderful Christian parents who served the Lord faithfully. <clears throat> but one of the things that I noticed, even in their faithfulness, we were alone a lot away from them. They were out ministering to other people faithfully all the time, and I think that that's one of the things that we need to keep in mind, that even though we want to serve the Lord, we mustn't forget that we need to serve the Lord in our families, and uh, they were wonderful to us and to the community and just loved the Lord, but we all make mistakes as parents, And I think that um, I was the oldest, and perhaps as they, you know, I had more children and I left the home, perhaps there was more of this. But um, they did teach us that God loved us and that he died on the cross for us. And that was a main emphasis in our home and that we needed to have a personal experience with Jesus Christ. And even though most of us in our family came to know the Lord at a younger age, I know we were just talking about this the other night that, um, in our small group, uh, when did you come to know the Lord? Well, coming to know the Lord is one thing, but doing something for the Lord and trusting the Lord and your t- children seeing that happen. One of the things that I find, even with teaching children that I don't, you know, that aren't my own, um, physically, they need to see the consistency. They need to know the problems that we face. You can tell it in a child fashion. You know, we don't have this, and we really need this, and we're going to pray that God will help us Mm -hmm. get to that point in our lives and and see it happen. We heard of a testimony this morning. I think maybe it was your family, with a car, yes. And um, they prayed about getting a new car, and the Lord, I don't know how that happened, but the, other than the fact that the Lord did supply a car. And that's one of the things I didn't know as a child. I didn't know we were poor. We had food enough, and we had a shelter, and... When I got out on my own, I began to think my word. i go home and see things with my brothers having holes in their shoes at winter time and all this and that, and I'm thinking, when did all this happen? It had been happening all the years, but it was normal and natural. We didn't learn to really, I think, rely on the Lord to provide our needs and didn't really know that that was part of what we should be doing and showing our children the faith. And I'm so happy that this month in Sunday School is all about faith, faith in the Lord. And even though we fall away many times, and I did later in my children's lives after they had um, moved out of the house, I had a period where I just wondered about my salvation, whether I even was saved or not. And that was when I, that was back in the early 90s. So it hasn't been that long ago and you're really questioning your faith. But God does prove himself in so many ways. And I shared at one time with you that the fact that just two, three years ago, my life three different times within a two-year period, they'd given me up once for dead, just really dead. And family came, and I'm still living today. And I realized that the Lord still has something for me to do. And one of the things is teaching Sunday school here in the family in the church. And I do love it. And one thing I know about first graders is that they are very, very interested in God. Even in school, they would ask, who's God? What why do we talk about Him? What you know, they're confused because they have not been churched or had parents who knew the Lord. And You know, in public school, we're supposed to be very careful, supposedly, about what we say. But if a child asks a question, you have to find a way to answer it or lead them to somebody in their family that would be willing to do that. And uh, it's just very important. But to be honest with your children, let them see you when you're struggling. Help them understand what's going on. And show them that you have the faith to trust the Lord, to answer their needs.
0: Yeah, it's not the absence of difficulty because we all will face yeah. difficulty. But it's where you're anchored in those times of difficulty. They're going to see you have a conflict with your spouse. But I know that doesn't happen around here. Nobody has conflicts in the home. They're going to see us have conflicts. They're going to see us. with I had an attitude last night. I had to go before the Lord and ask for forgiveness, and I had to ask the kids for forgiveness. I had to ask Meredith for forgiveness. And, you know, they see those things. And uh, as you look back on your life, though, what do you, what, do you what, what is your words of wisdom, looking back, raising children of faith, what are some things as you look back now you see that you didn't see at that time that you would say to us, you're Mosette, you're standing before us, not Moses, you're Mosette, Supposed to laugh. That was supposed to be funny. I didn't get it at first. And uh, I know that. That's okay. But you're standing before us and you're saying, Remember these things now as I see. What is it you see now, um, really quickly, that you say, This is important? This is important that I didn't realize it was important then. You've said time. What else? Anything else?
4: Well,. I've, I've spoken about honesty. I really feel that that's important mm-hmm. for us, uh, for the children to know that we're human, that we have our trials and tribulations, and that they will grow up having them. But there is a God who wants to be with us. And not to everything that God has left you to know that you're the one that's running. And you, you need to uh, just stop and Say God, here I am. I'm willing to do Your will, and no matter what it is, and uh, I uh, want to train you to do the same, and uh, and that's what I like about this Sunday school program. It's it's so spiritually uh, directed. I mean, I've taught Sunday school before, and it's kind of a hit and missing. It doesn't seem to be much of a plan, and. you know, the kids just get a little bit of this and a little bit of that. It's like spiral learning in education. It doesn't work. Drill works. And we just left it by the wayside. And look where we are in our nation today with that. But this has but, a scope
0: and sequence to it of yes. things that we're learning as we're on this journey. Yes. And it and it's that's really, really important. Hey, thanks for sharing with us. All right. Thank you. I want to leave you with the words of what Moses said because he came down at the end and then we finish up here. There has to be a call for commitment. There has to be a call for intentionality. And at the end of, at the end, what Moses says before the the uh, leadership was switched over to Joshua, because if you know the story, Moses never went into the promised land. But before he finished up, he called them to commit, and he said he said this: Choose this day who you will serve. Choose between darkness and light. Choose between life and death. I desire that you choose life. And this is what he he says as he finishes up there in the ending of, of Deuteronomy. He says this. Today I've given you the choice between life and death. He says this in chapter 30. Between blessings and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that your descendants might live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God. See, if you're, if you're questioning what I need to do, he's saying you can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying Him, and committing yourself firmly to Him. That's what he says. If you want to know the pattern, here it is right here. Loving God, obeying Him, committing yourself firmly to Him. This is the key to your life. And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Living a legacy of faith. Not just attending church on Sundays. And listen, all of us blow it. So if you've blown it, repent, pick it back up. I'm just challenging today to make a choice. Not only individually, but also corporately. And if you're not involved, you need to understand this. This is a family opportunity. This is a family responsibility. It's a family responsibility that it's Brooke's responsibility to me and my family to help raise my children in faith. It's Alan's responsibility when he sees Abby at school to be her encourager and to to be a spiritual mentor to her. I mean, it's, it's Sharon's responsibility to me. It's my responsibility to Braxton. It's, all, it's, it's Tom and Sandy. Even though they've raised their children, it's their responsibility to me to be a part of that process and raising the next generation. Jim, it's your responsibility. Carl, it's your responsibility. You've not only got children, you've got grandchildren. But we're all in this thing together. Kenny, man, listen. We're in this thing together. What's at stake What's at stake? What happens if we just really blow the doors out and the place is filled with people on Sundays and man, we get so fired up, yet we don't pass our faith on to the next generation? What's at stake? And you wonder why we're in this position that we are? Because we've been building too many churches and building too many buildings and reading too many books instead of reading the book and seeking to obey God. I challenge our people of heritage to go back to the beginning to say, hey, I want to be a part of leaving a legacy of faith, but to leave it, I got to live it. Would you bow your heads with me? There's a lot that's been said this morning, Lord, but I pray that, that the Holy Spirit has spoken and that we've caught something that's important. The responsibility that we have of raising the next generation of faith believers. Would you encourage us in that? Father, some of us are clueless and we're, we're struggling in our own. Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit would speak to us and realize it's not just about teaching the Word, but it's about being the example as we imprint those things on their lives. For the places that we've made mistakes for our tireless schedules and overworked baseball or basketball or other idols that we've put in place over you, Father, I pray that we would repent, turn, and make the adjustment as we commit to love you, to obey your commands, and to follow you. I pray that as a church that that something that we're shooting towards isn't the number of people that walk inside the door but the numbers of children, the numbers of people that we're raising in faith that are growing up to live and to be a light for you. May we celebrate as a church the great things that God has done and never forget. Help us to be your instruments, to be your people. I'm so thankful for the numbers of people that have invested their lives every week and our children that, are, that come here that, that the partnership that they play and the role that they play help us to enlarge that number so that, so that we can continue to, to have and make that investment. But help us as parents to realize that it's not the church's responsibility, but it's primarily ours that the church is a partner. Help us to leave, to walk out these doors with a better understanding. Father, even with a strong commitment today, to be part of raising that next generation. Help us to listen, help us to hear, help us to obey. Because one day, we're going to have to stand before you and give an account. Help us to not be judgmental of one another. Help us to encourage one another as we're on this faith journey. So send us out these doors today with just a strong, strong, strong compelling of the Spirit to be intentional. That's what I pray today. Now help us in this as we choose life. In Jesus' name, amen.